Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. The 4th of July is Independence Day in America, and while we can all celebrate the freedoms and blessings we have in this country, it doesn't come without great risk. In all different areas across our land, there dwell spirits and ghosts that tell the history of terrifying things that happen there. So be sure to be thankful for what you have because you never know when the paranormal will strike and life as you know it will be gone for good. First, a hundred steps to death, followed by a sibling's sacrifice. Then, pure evil or just misunderstood. Finally, in our featured story, deadly music. But before we get to our stories, I just wanted to say that we would love to have you join our Patreon. We are primarily advertising dependent, but we would all like to be able to do fewer ads, and you can help make that happen by becoming a patron. Patrons get bonus episodes and access to patrons-only Discord. Most of all, you will help us keep doing all the work that we do. Visit patreon.com slash snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Freedom or death? The supernatural world may hold secrets that we cannot escape, no matter how hard we try. Like in this story inspired by Asa. Madeline's summer in the town of Brazil, Indiana had been a dull affair so far. Dying for a little excitement, she begged to join her older cousin Jordan and his friends in their late night outings. She knew they were getting into trouble and having fun, and she wanted in. However, Jordan thought his cousin was too young and inexperienced. He warned her that she couldn't handle the adventure. Determined to prove herself, Madeline pleaded with Jordan to let her hang out with them. 
After some thought, Jordan devised a challenge for her. She could accompany them only if she completed the notorious Hundred Steps game in the eerie cemetery that was filled with gravestones dating back to the 1860s. Legend had it that anyone caught within its boundaries at the stroke of midnight had to climb the steps and count to 100. At that precise moment, the ghost of an undertaker would materialize, revealing a ghastly vision of the person's impending death. On the descent, the visitor must count the steps once more. If the number matched their initial count, the vision was deemed false, and they could carry on as normal. But if the numbers didn't match... Uncertain about this challenge, Madeline hesitated before agreeing. However, Jordan's friend Zachary, who claimed to have successfully undertaken the stairs before, assured her that she shouldn't worry. He had been told he would die in a fire, yet he stood before her unscathed. Filled with a mix of anxiety about the cemetery and reassurance from Zachary, Madeline declared that she would go through with it. One night later that week, Jordan and his friends drove Madeline to the eerie cemetery just moments before the clock struck midnight. Summoning her courage, she embarked on the daunting challenge. Each step she took was resolute, her mind dismissing the notion of supernatural interference. Yet as she climbed, the wind suddenly grew fierce, chilling the air around her, making it harder to reach the top. Finally, she made it to step 100. Her eyes became locked in a trance-like state. Panicked, she tried to turn to go back down the stairs, but her feet refused to cooperate. She was rooted to the spot. In that eerie moment, Madeline's worst fears materialized as she witnessed a haunting vision of her death. It appeared to her in a flash in the sky above her. Although the details were hazy, it looked like some type of horrific car accident. The vehicle had careened off the road, engulfed in flames. Tara seized her heart. Then an instant later, she was released. She dropped to her knees and tried to orient herself. As soon as her head cleared, she jumped up and quickly ran back down the steps, her mind racing with desperate thoughts of outwitting the unearthly forces. But they had other plans. Just as she reached the bottom, attempting to count ahead and evade the harbinger of doom, an invisible force violently shoved her to the ground. Disoriented and panic-stricken, Madeline realized she hadn't counted the same number of steps on her descent. Fear consumed her, and she frantically refused to enter the car with her cousin and his friends. She didn't want to die in a car accident or be the cause of their demise. The atmosphere grew thick with tension as Jordan and his friends exchanged bewildered glances. They pleaded with her to get in the car, not wanting to leave her in the creepy cemetery at night. Madeline's instincts, however, screamed at her to resist. Something was horribly wrong. After arguing to no avail, Jordan reluctantly drove off with his friends, insisting she walk. Even if it took her all night, Madeline staggered home alone in the dark. Empty roads, her mind in a haze. She couldn't shake the eerie premonition of her death. Lost in her thoughts, Madeline didn't notice a car hurtling around the bin. It swerved uncontrollably, 
careening off the road and crashing to a halt against the trees. In a sudden surge of adrenaline, she snapped out of her daze and rushed to help the driver. But as she approached, her heart sank. It was Zachary. He must have returned to check on her. Overwhelmed by remorse, Madeline blamed herself for the tragic turn of events. She desperately tried to pull Zachary from the mangled car. But before she could succeed, the engine exploded in a fiery inferno. That devastating moment, both Madeline and Zachary met their untimely demise. The 100 Steps Cemetery had spoken its grim truth. The vision of death it had shown Madeline had come to pass, as it always did. Have you ever been involved in testing out a superstition? Did you witness a paranormal myth come true? If so, send us an email and tell us your story at somethingscary@snarled.com. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Sometimes when you're willing to make a sacrifice for someone you love, you don't consider the long-term damage you'll endure. Like in this story inspired by Henny. Jeannie had her travel pack ready to go. It held the bare necessities. She had to keep it light. She ventured out into the vastness of the unforgiving landscape. The dry desert wind howled through the air of New Mexico. The scorching sun had long since set, leaving her to navigate the darkness with only one flashlight. She didn't want to risk losing the battery power on her cell phone. Not that there was any service anyway. She was far from civilization, surrounded by nothing but shifting dunes and prickly cacti. She was driven by a desperate need to find her missing brother, Miguel. And yet, the legend that plagued the desert plains weighed heavily on her mind. She could almost hear the name being whispered on the wind. A name that sent shivers down the spines of those who knew the tales of her. La Mala Ora. The entity was said to haunt the desolate roads, preying on lost souls. The terrifying stories passed down through generations warned against venturing alone into the desert after sunset. For encountering La Malahora would lead to madness and a slow, agonizing death. Migs had disappeared several days before while exploring the abandoned ghost town that lay buried beneath the expanse of sand dunes. Jeannie had received an anonymous tip 
that he was last seen near an old crossroads deep in the desert. She couldn't help but think of the crossroads where the legend of La Malahora took place. Frightened but determined, Jeannie trudged through the shifting sands, her heart filled with worry for her brother's safety. The desert appeared to stretch on forever, its vastness seeming to swallow her whole. The eerie silence weighed heavy on her, broken only by the occasional howl of the wind. But her love for Miggs drove her forward, refusing to be deterred by fear. As she neared the crossroads, a sense of unease settled over her. The air felt charged, as if an unseen presence lurked just beyond her line of sight. Jeannie's hand trembled as she tightened her grip on the flashlight, the beam piercing through the darkness. Lighting up the night sky, it revealed the figure of a woman standing at the intersection. Jeannie's heart froze. She knew immediately it was Lamalahora, the embodiment of her worst nightmares. The entity's eyes seemed to bore into Jeannie's soul, her presence suffocating. She felt her sanity slipping away, even as she wondered if what she was seeing was real or just her mind playing tricks on her. But as Lamalahora began to shift and contort into a mass of darkness, Jeannie knew this was really happening. Thankfully, the love of her brother gave her a fierce determination to survive. Summoning every ounce of courage, Jeannie tore her gaze away from the apparition and sprinted past the crossroads, her heart pounding on her chest. She could feel the pool of Lamalahora's gaze behind her, but she refused to succumb to its clutches. Mig's life depended on her strength. Days turned into sleepless nights as Jeannie relentlessly searched for her brother, haunted by the encounter with Lamalahora. The environment continually fought against her, with shifting dunes and deceptive mirages leading her in circles. But she refused to give up, clinging to the glimmer of hope that Miggs was still alive. Finally, in a forgotten corner of the ghost town, Jeannie discovered a hidden entrance to an underground cavern. Her heart raced as she descended into the depths, her flashlight piercing the darkness. And there, huddled in a corner, she found Miggs. He was weak and dehydrated with a busted ankle, but alive. She broke down in tears and held her brother, giving him what little water she had left. Jeannie told him about her run-in with La Malahora, explaining how the legend had nearly consumed her. Mig's eyes widened with terror as he realized what his sister had endured to save him. They vowed to leave the desert and never look back. As they left the desert behind, Miguel, able to lean against his sister for support, they carried with them an appreciation for each other and a determination to never let the darkness claim them again. They safely arrived home and started on the healing journey of getting their bodies and minds back after the whole ordeal. But Jeannie's restless nights never ceased, forever haunted by that night, always thinking that things were moving or out of place, blaming La Malahora for messing with her. Jeannie is still alive today, proving the legend wrong. She didn't die, but on those dark, daunting nights when all she can see is the face of evil, 
Sometimes she wishes she were dead. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought you lost your sibling or loved one? Would you endure the supernatural to get them back? Sometimes when you constantly condemn someone as wicked, instead of trying to understand them, they may eventually succumb to our terrible expectations. Like in this story inspired by Abigail. I grew up in New Hampshire with my mom and grandparents, and one summer, I couldn't seem to catch a break. It felt like a string of bad luck had latched onto me, refusing to let go. That's when my grandpa, who didn't speak very much, sat me down. In a haunted voice, he told me that it wasn't just bad luck. It was the curse of Goody. I was terrified, not having a clue what he meant. He leaned in closer, his eyes filled with dread, and began to unravel a tale that had tormented Hampton for centuries. According to Grandpa, the curse of Goody Cole had cast its dark shadow upon our town since the 1600s. Eunice Goody Cole, a name etched into the Hamptons' history, was the woman no one dared to speak of. She held the dubious honor of being the only woman in our state's history to face not one, but two trials of witchcraft. It all began in the year 1656 when the first accusations came flying at her. Dark magic, unholy pacts with the devil, you name it, they accused her of it. The townsfolk gripped by their fear of her wicked powers wasted no time in holding a trial and declaring her guilty of the most perverse and abhorrent acts imaginable. She was sentenced to prison, but that was only the beginning of the nightmare. Fifteen years later, in 1671, Goody Cole found herself once again standing before the judgmental eyes of Hampton's residents. This time, the accusations were far graver fueled by the sinister notion that she had somehow eluded her previous punishment she was accused of causing damage to people without even leaving her prison cell the trial that unfolded was a macabre spectacle witnesses recounting bone-chilling encounters and inexplicable occurrences that seemed to trail in goody cole's wake and once again the damning verdict deemed she was guilty sealing her gruesome fate but even in death, they couldn't banish the alleged curse of Goody Cole. Her spirit was said to linger, a malignant presence that crept into every crack and crevice of our cursed town. People whispered in hushed tones, believing that she was the cause of the misfortunes that had plagued Hampton's citizens for the past three centuries. One harrowing incident forever etched in her town's memory, occurred on a peaceful summer day. A boat filled with Hampton's residents, including my ancestor Abigail, embarked on a leisurely sail that really seemed to shake my grandpa. He said quite suddenly, the tranquility was shattered as the boat capsized, casting everyone aboard into the water. Panic and terror reigned as they struggled in vain against the rocky waters. Strangely, Despite being within reach of the shore, not a single soul survived. The tragedy sent shockwaves through the community, 
and in their grief-stricken state, the accusatory fingers once again pointed at Goody Cole. Whispers spread like wildfire, claiming that she had cursed the ill-fated boat, stripping its passengers of their ability to swim. It was as if they had forgotten the very skill that had preserved their lives countless times before. The townsfolk, paralyzed by fear and consumed by grief, clung desperately to ancient belief that Goody Cole's dark powers were to blame. They trembled at the mere thought of passing by her old house or even stepping on the land, terrified that her wrath could strike them next from well beyond the grave. As the years passed, the tales of Goody Cole grew more twisted and nightmarish. Her name became a symbol of terror, a specter that haunted the dreams of Hampton's residents. Bizarre happenings and tragic accidents were attributed to her malevolent, lingering spirit, strengthening the belief in her curse. But amidst the fear and dread, a few skeptical souls emerged. They dared to question whether Goody Cole truly held our town in her icy grip. They pondered if the legend had been fabricated, a collective fear that had birthed its own monstrous reality. Yet, even these doubters couldn't deny the palpable and chilling aura that hung over Hampton. The residual, continuous presence of something otherworldly, lurking just beyond the veil of reality. The story of Goody Cole passed from parent to child, from generation to generation, becoming an escapable part of our town's identity. The fear of her spectral presence had woven itself into the very fabric of Hampton, an invisible thread connecting us all. And as I sat there, listening to my grandpop's terrifying tale, I couldn't shake the feeling that the curse of Goody was far from over. It had sunk its claws deep into our souls, ready to claim its next victim, me. I did a number of Google searches and found some books on dealing with spirits. I lit candles and read a note to Goody that I left out for her on an altar. I let her know I was sorry for what happened to her. I was sure had she not been attacked, she could have used her powers for good, to heal and help. My luck seemed to change after that. My mom said it was just a coincidence. But I have a feeling even though Goody let go of her hold on me, she was still looking for her next victim in Hampton. Maybe someone who wasn't so understanding. And their bad luck might just be their undoing. Have you ever felt like your fate was something worse than just plain old bad luck? What did you do to change your life around? In our final story, join my co-host Stephanie as she tells the tale of Centennial Hall in Nebraska, written by Janine Pipe, and now animated over on youtube.com slash snarled. As the purpose of old buildings alters over time, remnants of the past tend to linger, evoking nostalgia, curiosity, or even traumatic emotions of the dead. This tale is inspired by true events. Kelly was an art major who was fortunate enough to land an internship at Centennial Hall. 
This historic building was once a prestigious school, but is now a museum that beautifully showcases the rich history of the town. Seizing the opportunity to explore her passion for history and art, Callie eagerly committed herself to the role with unparalleled enthusiasm and determination to learn more. Callie enjoyed mundane tasks like taking inventory, but what she loved most was giving guided tours. There was something enchanting about the old museum, especially when it was hired as a venue for private events. Walking through the halls at night was a surreal experience. It was magical and sometimes a little spooky. Kelly hadn't seen or felt anything herself, but she'd heard whispers upon entering an empty room and sensing a presence. This one time she heard about doors slamming and objects falling off shelves with no reasonable explanation. Being a skeptic, Kelly left it off not taking it seriously. That night, a local artist had hired the museum for a show. After spending all afternoon setting up, they finally welcomed guests as the sun was setting. Callie was working as a server to earn a little extra passing out drinks and snacks to the crowd. As she was about to refill her tray, a woman tapped her on the arm. Where is that music coming from? It's simply lovely, asked the woman. Callie frowned. She knew there wasn't any background noise playing because the artist had requested that they not play any sounds or music so that the potential buyers could chat easily about her pieces. But the woman was so adamant she heard a wind instrument coming from somewhere near the restrooms. Curious, Callie headed towards the old music hall to investigate as maybe a trespasser managed to get in. As she walked away from the event, the faint sounds of classical notes occasionally drifted in and out of range. Confident that the music was coming from the music hall, she decided to open the door and take a peek. As she walked into the room, she realized that it was completely empty. There was neither any sound nor anyone present. It left her wondering where the mysterious music had come from. She was about to leave when something in the room crashed to the ground. Kelly jumped and saw that one of the clarinets had fallen down from its display window. It was virtually impossible for that to happen, and yet there it was. She inched towards it, starting to feel some of the unease her colleagues had spoken of. As soon as she packed up the instrument, she was overcome with extreme dizziness that sent her reeling. As she fell to the ground, the music began again this time echoing all around her as the room began to spin. As the music grew louder, Kelly suddenly began to cough. What had started as a minor tickle in her throat quickly developed into violent choking and she found herself gasping for air, unable to breathe. The music abruptly stopped, replacing the sound of her panicked wheezing. Fortunately, her supervisor burst into the room just in time providing the much-needed help to evacuate her from the room. Once she was out of harm's way and able to catch her breath, she began to recount the experience, still in a state of shock and feeling very upset and frightened. Ghost girl strikes again, a colleague whispered among themselves as they listened. But soon, Callie was told the shocking story of what happened in 1944. 
an unnamed girl who was a student at the once prestigious school had been murdered. A talented clarinetist, she had been practicing for a recital when she began to choke and vomit, then dropped down dead. The reed in her instrument had been poisoned. When the building was closed as an educational facility and became a museum, her restless spirit apparently remained, and those who had witnessed her presence speculated she was seeking revenge. Many workers and visitors over the years had heard snippets of a clarinet playing in the old music hall, or had felt nauseous being there for no reason. No one could explain the terrifying encounter with the spirit Kelly faced, and many were sad when she handed in her notice the next morning. But what they didn't know is that Kelly's family has deep roots in Valentine, including ancestors who attended the school during the 1940s. After all. Why else would she relive the tragedies of the spirit? She was convinced one of her ancestors was involved in a heinous crime, and that the vengeful spirit had given her a dose of karma. So, with that, Kelly left, hoping to never return again, for fear of any retaliation or what other secrets could be buried in Valentine. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, Janine Pipe, and Stephanie Strange. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Anna Villalobos. Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com/snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com/snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends. Sweet screams. <laughs>